Hello, everybody, and welcome to another excellent episode of Conversations with Tara and Ryan. My name is Ryan. And I am Tara. And we have Kelly Rogers, who's an awesome guest with us with Longbridge. Thank you so very much for being here and uh, coming on the show. Uh, one of the best podcasts that's out there right now. <laughs> yes. And we'll, we'll get that check for $5,000 in the mail. That's coming, right? Well, Kelly, it's really great to have you on the show. Kelly is uh, one of our new members to the organization. Her her organization is a new corporate member to NAIPC, and we're really excited to have them join us because they have created a whole channel that is specifically devoted to aging in place. So welcome, Kelly, on Cinco de Mayo is when we're recording it. So if you're listening, Hopefully you have a taco and, and something fun to drink. So uh, welcome, Kelly. And I'm actually really curious because I know that you are a gerontologist with your background, and now you found yourself in the reverse mortgage world. So I, and you're from like Arkansas, I believe, or Oklahoma, somewhere over there in the Midwest. And so I'm just curious how you got where you are now. So welcome, Kelly. I'll stop Well, talking. Kelly, before we, we get into that, when when somebody from a coastal community says something like that, it must really like grind your gears of being like, we're, we're all just flyover states to you at this <laughs> point in time. Tara is out in California near the water and Oklahoma, Arkansas, Kansas, Tennessee. It's somewhere in the middle between the other coast, apparently. Hey, well, I lived in Oklahoma and Texas for a while, so I was there for a minute. <laughs> so my dad is out in Arkansas, but... Oh. I am a California kid. I'm just like you, Tara. I'm I'm born and raised out here in California, but it was too expensive to retire here. My folks wanted to age in place, so they sold their home in California and moved out to Arkansas, where the cost of living is very different than California. So can't say that I blame them. So he's already got his country twang on. He's He doesn't sound like a California guy anymore. He sounds like he's been born and raised in Arkansas his whole life, so... <laughs> Nice. Well, I sure got that story wrong. That's how rumors start right there. Kelly from Arkansas. I'm going to yeah, have to change up my hat and do all kinds of different things around here. All right. So uh, I, we like to have a little fun while we get it done. We know aging in place um, is a very, very, very serious matter. But at the same time, you know, we, we are human and there is a way to, you know, I call it put the fun and funding. Right. And you're like, what? How, how is funding anything fun? Well, it's not fun when you've got your blinders on and you're only looking at one funding option or one funding resource to pay for all of your aging in place needs. And as a gerontologist, as a resource specialist, um, <clears throat> I ran in-home care facility placement, referral agencies, was a true advocate, you know, co-author for Alzheimer's Aid Society. What I found, what was heartbreaking is there were so many resources out there, but how do we afford them all, right? So what I would find is people would go, okay, I have long-term care insurance. Well, they would only focus on what that covers, even if it didn't fit into their true care plan, right? Or vet assist, great program, but it's not gonna cover everything. My personal paycheck, yes, I still write checks, so I do this, I'm old school, okay? Um, that's only gonna last so long. So that, that pain and where I failed with in-home care is I would have multimillionaires. So I'm not talking to them about their money. You know, they're writing $20,000 checks 
for 24 care in the home every month. And I'm not even talking to them about their finances because I wasn't a finance person back then. I was just you know, in the gerontology world and I had my darn blinders on. And then the next thing you know, seven years later, they're calling me and saying, we're all out. We're going to have to move her to a nursing facility on Medicaid, you med Medi-Cal, right? And she did not thrive there because there was nothing physically wrong with her. It was just the dementia, the Alzheimer's, the sundowners. So she needed that constant attention. And unfortunately, she passed away in a short amount of time. I failed. Had I known about other financial, meanwhile, they're sitting in a $10 million home, all paid off, all this money sitting in the home, but the personal, you know, retirement savings checking accounts were drained. So I don't write. So now that pain has fired me up and it moved me to the financial side of, all right, I know these resources. And that's why I love National Aging in Place Council. You are the hub of all the resources, whether, because sometimes it's not just the care, right? Sometimes it's the home. That's a huge one. None of these homes that we raised our families in were built to retire and safely. So um, my failure is now my drive, my passion. And I want that to now hopefully resonate and we can try to take the blinders, not only off the seniors, not only off the service providers, but everybody. And my message to the world is there are lots of resources out there, but it's, it, it's not to say almost aloof if you don't have the knowledge or the education are empowered on how you can stack private pay with insurance, with us, with vet assist, you know, with home equity, you know, you want to try to stack as much, you know, grants and things you want to stack as much as you can, because that private pay gap is so big that our seniors are doing things like taking out credit cards, doing short-term HELOCs, and, and they're putting themselves in an even worse situation. They're putting little financial band-aids on big, long-term, open-cost wounds. And I want to help change that drastically. So that's how I moved to the financial side. Long story short. Nice. That's good to know. And you're kind of talking a little bit in Ryan's world right now because he does in-home care over in uh, the Boston area. So is that something that you find a lot? You Before you found NAIPC, did you not talk finances with, with the people that came in? To your intake, Ryan? Oh, you're talking to me. Um, <laughs> well, no, I didn't know who you, who that was to. I mean, I have a lot of, uh, of, we could talk for a long time about what, what you mentioned, Kelly. Um, you know, we don't really do, when we talk to people, we don't really, we, we, we try to explain to them that, hey, like you should really have, you know, uh, uh, you need to, you know, you need to be able to have the funds to have this ongoing, but we also charge on a weekly basis. We, we got away from the model of a monthly basis because we wanted there to be less of a chance that somebody runs out of funds and then has to pick whether they want to deal with paying me or paying something else that might be more of a pressing bill. Um, but I mean, certainly it's one of those things that I, I think we don't necessarily talk open about, but it is inferred like, hey, listen, if you're planning on using this, this is we, we take a security deposit for sometimes one week's worth of services. So it, w the conversation is there where it's like, this is going to cost you $5,000 a month, a week. And can you afford $20,000 a month? How long is that going to be, be going for? And I was just going to say, you know, one of the things, Kelly, I think, and it would be good to get your opinion on this, is my feeling is people put those Band-Aid financial, um, those financial Band-Aids on a gaping wound because they don't, 
think the wound is going to be as big as it is. They don't, they, they think that it's only going to be for a couple of weeks or maybe a month or two. And mom's going to bounce back from the injury that they had and get back to normal. And then over time, reality sets in and they've already made decisions that in hindsight, they probably would have not made if they had known that mom was going to need care for much longer than just a couple of weeks or a couple of months. What, what do you think about that? Absolutely. Uh, I used to go in and do those assessments, you know, when they're being discharged from the hospital. And a lot of the times, you know, they're like, yeah, oh, yeah, we, we, we no worries. Yep. You know, this is how much it is. Yeah, we can write those checks for, you know, for a little while. And they are a lot of the times under the impression that this is just a temporary acute, you know, rehab situation where, okay, we get the caregiver in for a few weeks, mom slipped, you know, broke her hip. We're not going to change anything in the home to prevent her from falling and slipping again. So they, they don't even really look at the home or have a certified aging in place specialist or someone come into the home to retrofit it and modify it so that mom doesn't continue to slip in there so there's they don't look at that cost at all right in addition I agree most of them feel like this is just a temporary till mom gets better and heals unfortunately being in the in-home care industry and so forth we know actually nine times out of ten no not only does it need to be ongoing but you're probably going to need more hours and more care and a higher care plan as time goes on. So it's not like you're going to write this check for a little bit and then you're going to start dwindling down. It's the exact opposite. And that mentality, that psyche and that expectation, I think you are 100% correct. It's it's not aligned. It's not in that reality scope because the kids have never dealt with this before, right? They're used to me. All right, I came out of the hospital. I need a little this, a little rehab here, a little OT, a little PT, and then I'm back together again. So we can't be seniors, break a hip, know what that's like, and then rewind time and go, oh, my body doesn't heal as fast. So, you know, I, I it, it's definitely, uh, I could talk all day on this 100%. And these are the things we have to know so we can have those difficult conversations, right, with our loved ones, with our business partners, with our resources, within our community and so forth, so that we can be a little bit more proactive with educating and empowering so people are set up. I think it was Ryan and I talking yesterday that when we go into the, these older adult homes, you're not just there for the thing that you're there for. You walk in and there's just a whole plethora of things that Sometimes you see them and sometimes they're hidden and they come out later, but you're never there just for a reverse mortgage or just for physical therapy or just for in-home care. You are really a support system, which is what makes NAIPC so great is that we have all of these experts that we can pull from and um, experts like what you're getting together in the Sacramento area. Kelly is the founder of our up and coming Sacramento chapter. So maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Yay, I love the pops. <laughs> maybe you can talk a little bit about that and what some of the challenges you see older adults facing in your area. Northern California is so different than Southern California, which is different from Arkansas. So. Oh, yes, it is. It <laughs> is. Um, before I get to that, you know, just a, a quick tidbit, what does kind of separate Longbridge from other financial, um, there's a lot that does, but the one that really makes my heart feel good is we have a field sales um, channel. So I have local representatives in all of the states. So we do, we, we don't just do all this over the phone. We are dealing with seniors and they are trained by me as well when they go in because we are going into their home to talk to them 
about using their home equity. And the home does have to pass an FHA appraisal, right? We got to, so we, we, it is our due diligence to walk in there and not only just talk to them about the funding sources and the financing, but we are looking at the home as well. And I'll tell you nine times out of 10, when we're in that home and we're doing the tour and we're sitting at that kitchen table, nine times out of 10, the agent is calling me back and going, Kelly, they're sleeping on the couch because their master bedroom is upstairs. You know, the bathroom, the shower, the stairs, the rails are rotting, the da 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 da. And that's what's so great about having this resource is now I can come in and then work with my certified aging in place specialist and so forth, you know, to go in there and make those modifications. We don't want to walk in with just whatever our service is with our blinders on. And because we go into the homes of the seniors, which is very different than most of your finance companies that are just doing all these transactions over the phone. That's how we can become kind of those eyes and ears to try to help and bring up some of those conversations and then use our resources. So um, I would say that is one of the issues, you know, that we do see here that might be universal everywhere is when we walk into the homes out here, we are seeing that they're absolutely not set up to age in place safely, even if they can afford the in-home care and the meals and the transportation and the medication and the bills and the inflation, um, things along those lines, how are they going to modify that home? Because those are usually pretty big ticket items remodeling the bathroom, remodeling the kitchen and modifying it. I think that lift chair alone can be like 30 grand or so, you know, that, that uh, walk-in shower can be 30, 40, $50,000. And so, so I would say that's one of the main things we see here. That's probably universal. The other thing we see here is, you know, the property taxes are just so high because the home values are so high. <clears throat> so a lot of the times, maybe we have a senior that has their mortgage, you know, paid off in full. They don't have a big mortgage payment. However, they're really struggling to not only keep up the maintenance on the home, let alone modify it to age in place, but the property taxes, the insurance, the cost of living. I, I know it's not even anything to Southern California. I don't know how you do it, Tara. Uh, Northern California isn't even nearly as high the cost as Southern California, but the cost of living is so high out here in Northern California compared to what it is. Sacramento especially is one of the biggest booming towns. It's out of their means. Everything is at the, every, every cost from the eggs to the gas to heat the place to, you know, is, is just completely out of their means. Um, so I would say, you know, that's probably one of the biggest things that, that we see around here as well. And that's why I'm excited to start this chapter, bring all of these resources together, because, you know, some of them are, you know, like delivering meals. Well, they're, a lot of times they're seeing what's going on in the home as well. So I think the more that we can have services that link together, the more eyes, you know, that we can kind of have on what's going on, we can prevent a lot of things that really are unnecessary like these readmittances into the hospitals break my heart because it's malnutrition it's dehydration it's a slip and fall these are very preventable yeah yeah and that's something that we'll be talking kelly is joining me in june at the case manager society of america conference so we'll be talking to these case managers and sharing with them the benefits of aging in place and how really we can help with the whole comprehensive care and the in the geriatric world. So that's going to be exciting to see. And that's something that you at Longbridge are doing with your aging in place channel. So, and that really kind of mirrors what we're doing at NAIPC of just bringing in all of the resources, making sure that everything is taken care of. And when you leave that older adult's house, you know, you're not just leaving them with a, a line of credit with money to use, but you're leaving them with a team of a, a care team that can really 
take care of them. So maybe you can talk a little bit about um, the motivation behind Longbridge creating that channel and um, what your work is there. I love that question. I, I am, you know, I have worked for, <clears throat> this isn't the first, you know, financial company that I've worked for. Um, and I will have to say, and this is, I know it sounds cheesy, but Longbridge Financial is, and they have put their resources and their money where their mouth is by creating this channel. They truly do care about what is in the best interest you know, of the senior. And we don't want to just lend money and then have them turn right around and not have enough to continue to pay their property taxes or homeowners insurance and things like that. This is probably the first place I've been where it's not a transaction. Um, and, and the reason I know that is a, I'm very close with, with the CEO and the owner and so forth, uh, which I've never had before, you know, they're usually 500 miles away from you doing the 500, you know, mile view and so forth. They are elbows in with me. They're very passionate about this aging in place channel. We are the only lender out there with an aging in place channel with a, a gerontologist on board. And then it's not just me. We actually have a financial planner. We have a real estate uh, professional as well. And then now we have the aging in place channel. So we are the only lender out there that is saying, hey, we care about what you're using the money for. We don't just say, how much do you want? Okay, let's apply. Here you go. What are you looking to do? What are you looking to accomplish? If we could give you a line of credit of a couple hundred thousand dollars, what are how would that change your life? What's keeping you up at night? And then that's when we hear everything. And it's like, oh, okay, that's National Aging in Place Council resource. Check, 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 check. And now having, so it's kind of like, I know it sounds cheesy, like, you know, the miracle on 34th street or whatever, but that's what we want to be. We don't just want to be the one that delivers the financial solution. We want to understand what this is going to help you accomplish. We want to set up that financial plan so that it matches. A lot of people think like a reverse or a line of credit is like a one and done. It's not. We actually want to cuss. There's a million ways to slice this pie. And depending on what you want to use the money for will dictate how we will customize the options that you'll look at so you can make an informed decision. And to be honest, we're even, we're perfectly fine if they don't choose to do it. A lot of people just want to be educated on it and they do want to see how long, you know, the other resources will last. You can use this as a first resort, a last resort. It doesn't matter to us. We are truly coming from education, empower, know that there's a light, right? There was my little light here. You know, I got to have my props. There's a little light at the end of the tunnel with all the checks they're writing, you know, for the in-home care and the other services, or they're not doing the home modifications and they are living very dangerously. I cannot tell you, what is it like 10% of the homes, Tara? Meet the minimum, bare minimum requirements to age safely in. Our senior, so 90% of our seniors are living in dangerous homes. That's and that includes the brand new ones in senior communities, by the way. <laughs> we can talk about that a whole nother episode. Wow. So I am excited that, uh, cause I am typically a strategic like sales coach which obviously profits, you know, the company and so forth. And what I love is they saw my passion. I never asked for permission, Tara, all these years. I have always just, my heart is in. So I made relationships with in-home care agencies all the time, you know, because I saw the connection. These guys saw what I was doing on my own outside of my job description and said, we absolutely need to create that third channel. It's not just financial planning and it's not just real estate. 
seniors nine times out of 10, yes, if they need some type of financial assistance, every, I would say nine times out of 10, the calls we get, once we get past how much do you need, what do you want, and we get to what I call the emotional core value behind the money. The money means nothing. What are we using the money for? How is this going to change your life? Are you going to sleep better because now you know your wife you know, is protected? Should she be the survivor? Things along those lines. That's what matters to me. And when we found is nine times out of 10, it's connected. Needing the funds is connected to some type of service or need or being able to sleep at night to know that folks can age in place because that's what they want to do. Whether it's their home they're in right now or purchasing like a retirement community home that, you know, independent living that it's all aging in place. It doesn't always necessarily mean the exact home you're in right now. And I love that Longbridge Financial has absolutely put the resources, the money, the time, the energy, the support, and so forth to do this. We're going to be sponsoring the Alzheimer's Aid Society golf charity coming up. Like these are these are things that are just really exciting to get into the community and honestly rebrand the scary reverse mortgage. It's a financial tool is what it is. And at least educate yourself on what it is. And what I learned more importantly is what it isn't. You know, there is no change of title. Everybody thinks they're selling the home to the, you know, selling the home to the bank and things like that. So shame, fear, it keeps us from so many things, right? How many times have you talked to your parents and, oh, they're fine, they're fine. And then you go visit them for Christmas or Thanksgiving and you go, no, they're not, right? So we, we want to help empower individuals to have these difficult conversations, talk about these scary things, because if we don't, we're really setting everybody up for failure. Yeah, well, I can certainly tell that you are passionate about your work and about supporting older adults. And uh, Longbridge is a national organization. So if someone out there is listening and wants to get a hold of you or one of your sales reps for this, or if they're interested in getting involved in your Sacramento chapter, what is the best way to reach you? Uh, the best way to reach me is uh, I'm actually going to give you guys my cell phone number. Ooh. Yeah, you're going to get the VIP number only because our, our, our 800 number, we do have an 800 number for the Aging in Place channel. Um, but to be honest, it's getting a lot of junk calls coming in, and I don't want to miss anyone that wants any education to go into a junk call. So you're going to get the VIP number right now. My cell phone number is 916-204-4463. Very text-friendly. You can call me. It'll ring to my cell phone. I'll get you taken care of. And then in the future, Tara will give you the new 800 number. I just don't want people going into the junk the junk box. So 916 204 4463. You can also find Kelly Rogers on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, um, and with the new Sacramento uh, National Aging in Place Council chapter that we're starting up as well. And then you can always hit Tara up as well and get my information. We're, we're on each other's speed dials now. Yes, we are. Now everyone has you on speed dial, I think. <laughs> well, thank you, Kelly. That was a great, great episode. Ryan, do you have anything to add? No, no, <laughs> absolutely not. I, I think Kelly is the star and we appreciate you coming on here. Next time you guys will play guitars. Yes. There we go. Yes, we should. We should have a little intro, outro, you know, little little song. We'll have to come up with a little theme song for us. So sounds like a plan. Um, and that's why I call it putting the fun in funding, because when you're stacking options, it gets fun. When you're only looking at the one option you're utilizing right now, it is not fun at all. Well, great. Well, thank you, okay. Kelly. You bet. Well, with that being said, thank you so much, and we'll catch you all on the next one.
All right. Happy Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> Bye.